Welcome to Mueller time. How's it going? It's going pretty good, man. How was your Politicon? Oh, we had a good time. So we don't number these episodes. This is a special edition, right? These are special editions. Sorry, I'm doing like five things at once right now. It is uh, the day two Politicon wrap up of the Mueller time podcast. Yes, we attended day two of Politicon, which was um, I was much more well rested than day one, which Mm. is good. I was as well. Uh, so who was your favorite person that we saw today? Just, and real quick, if you're tuning in for the first time, Politicon, the unconventional political convention, which we saw in downtown Los Angeles, California, the Comic-Con of politics. The South by Southwest of politics. Very, a better way to say it. Yeah, but so yeah, more who, people know what Comic-Con is. Who was your fave today? Uh, well, of course, Malcolm Nance and the Fonz were my fave today. Yeah, we saw a special. That, that honestly was the, when, this, when I knew I was coming this year, I made the pledge to myself that I would, go to more panels and not just run around with a camera because mm. I do want to have some fun. Yeah. So that panel, I just sat there and took one or two photos, but yeah, Malcolm Nance was interviewed by Henry Winkler. Yeah. Um, Malcolm Nance told a, uh, a story about basically the original Russian propaganda, fake news. Well, maybe not original, but um, before the Trump era of fake news, he was mentioning how the HIV virus, there's an old rumor that the CIA created it to kill off homosexuals and African-Americans. Mm. And Malcolm Mans uh, told us about the man who actually created that rumor, wrote a book about it and everything. So, yeah, yeah and, um, and Carter Page was sitting in the front row listening to, to Malcolm Nance talk about Russia, Russia and Russian propaganda. That was crazy. Yeah, that was fascinating. I've yeah. never I've heard that theory before from conspiracy theorists, but. Malcolm Nance is such a smart guy. Like he, when he said that, I knew it was true. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, that's just amazing. So they, even back then, that thing's been around for 25 years, that conspiracy theory in well, Russia. Longer than that, 30 something years. Yeah. And the Russians came up with that. Yeah. Something else he had said in the same portion of the, that, that panel was that um, Russia would buy up weird newspapers, like in weird parts of the country and just write hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of fake stories, hoping the Associated Press would just pick up one of them. Yeah, and that's because that's all they would need to spread discord. Right. It's just you, you, it's like you, you cast a really wide net and just see what, that's what happened in this 2016 election. As much as, as much as Putin is getting credit for the greatest, you know, what is maybe being called the greatest intelligence operation of all time. The truth is he, and you know, to be fair, he probably deserves that credit, but he didn't know that it was going to come off like this. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it exceeded beyond his wildest dreams. Yeah, sure did. So yeah, uh-huh. Mal- Malcolm Nance was, um, the, the guy's so smart. I mean, yeah. what, he comes off to me like, and I mean this in a positive way, you could tell the guy's like like a nerd in a, in a great way. Okay. <laughs> no, absolutely. Like he's he's a he's a bookworm. Yeah. He's a, yes, he's like a tough guy, commando, all that stuff. But you could tell this guy gets into it. He's wonky. He's, he's like us. Yeah. Except we didn't serve in the special forces. And, no, <laughs> no and we, don't, we don't have that we're not in combat that he has when it comes uh, to that stuff. But he, yeah, he was awesome. Yeah. So we've been uploading a lot of uh, videos to the Muller Time YouTube page. Yeah, and to uh, the Muller Time podcast page on Facebook, where you can see a clip of Malcolm Nance telling the story about the CIA creating, um, well, the fake news about the CIA creating the HIV virus. I have him telling that story on our Facebook page. By the way, um, appreciate everyone who uh, watches these videos and reaches out. Yes, um, definitely. Thank you. Starting to see a lot more um, what I'm going to uh, describe as I'm trying to think of it diplomatically as um, strange comments. <laughs> so, yeah, if we could just like, uh, before we type out a comment, this is good advice for anybody, not just not just them, it's for you and I. Just kind of think about what you say, you know, 
Uh, there's some, there were some fairly odd comments. I, I have a, um, something to say to a particular commenter. I don't know what the commenter's name is, but it's on our Facebook page. Uh, Robert Mueller is not actually part of this podcast, so <laughs> oh, he's yeah. not going to get your message. Yeah. And we unfortunately don't have a way to yeah. contact Mueller on our own. We understand your feelings. We understand your sentiment. And we really appreciate you listening. But I, we just don't have a way to pass along a personal message to Robert Mueller. She, she seems like a, a really nice lady, but I hear you. No, you, it was a good thing you said that. Yeah. Um, you know, not everyone. Well, whatever. <laughs> Facebook appears to have all kinds of people. Uh, yeah. But like any entertainer, I appreciate anyone who listens. Absolutely. Like I said, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for commenting. Actually, by the way, I'm not really sure she listened to the podcast, but some people on the Facebook page just are on the page. Okay. That, I could see that. She might listen. We, we put up plenty of content too, like linking stories and stuff from other news sources. I, it was yeah. funny on these videos. Well, whatever. I'm not going to go on about the YouTube page, but thank you for um, subscribing and we're going to get up a lot more. So yeah. we've got Richard Painter up there. Today's videos... We're going to have, who do we get today? I'm, I'm uh, today we got, um, wow, I'm drawing a blank because I'm so exhausted. We didn't get as many like quote unquote famous people today, uh, but we did get a number of um, sort of politicos and uh, yeah. a journalist or two. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get it up and later. we got some goofy cosplayers. Yeah, we got we got the Lincoln and Ben Franklin cosplayers. <laughs> who are the same exact Lincoln and, and Franklin cosplayers that were there in cosplay it, last year? Well, last year was Franklin and Hamilton actually. Okay. But I, I, I caught a vibe right away that, you know, from like, again, one entertainer to another, that these guys were fried. Like I could just tell they were they were over it, ready to leave. Well, when you called them out for drinking, they totally copped to it right away. <laughs> no, I just, I got that vibe that like, if they weren't drinking, they wanted to be drinking. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. So I was like, it was funny. You'll see when you see the video, because I'm talking to two guys dressed like Lincoln and Benjamin <laughs> Franklin. I was like, hey, have you guys been drinking? And they were just, you could tell it kind of, because when people see us, they just assume you're like a journalist. Like, I'm not a journalist. I'm basically like a comedian with a camera. Mm. And then, and you you know, you and I are working together. So I think the guy they kind of looked back and then he kind of like started laughing. Yeah. Um, we saw Jill Winebanks. That was awesome. Yeah, she was hanging around. And Jennifer Rubin from the Washington Post. She was very, she was really sweet. We, you know, got to, took a picture with, of her. And, yeah. yeah. I didn't get interviews with them. I'm, I'm getting better at this thing, but I'm. Again, I've, it's not like I've been doing this forever. Mm. Again, not a journalist here, so I'm not like TMZ. In fact, I was once offered a job at, <laughs> at TMZ doing that, and it was like, no, wow. like I'm not that guy. Okay, and I know for months and months now, I've been calling out Ben Shapiro and all of Ben Shapiro's underlings for months, and you know, you know what? I did not have the nerve. I saw some of them running around. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't go up and ask some like crazy question to try to put them on the spot. Yeah. Well, we saw we saw Charlie Kirk, who yesterday was triggered. Charlie Kirk, the head of uh, TPUSA, Toilet Paper U. I mean, I'm sorry, Turning Point USA. <laughs> oh, that was good. Yeah. Did you just come up with that? TP, that was... come on. I mean, no. I mean, I, yes, I just came up with it, oh, but that's I good. mean, th- th- don't give me points. It's obvious. Oh, hey, I've never heard someone not want to be complimented for. <laughs> That's that's an interesting uh, part of your personality. Charlie Kirk's most, Toilet Paper USA. Most people, especially coming from someone like me, would like consider that a. A okay, well, I'm sorry, Eric. No, no, it's Thank fine. Thank you. It's fine. But I'm just being a little uh, modest here. That was I, way too, that was low-hanging fruit easy. There's some people who literally would fall over if I said they were funny. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Don't worry about All it. All right. So, yeah, Charlie. So, I ran into uh, actually Sam Cedar, which is awesome, uh, who who said he'd come on the show sometime. Yeah, let's get let's hook up Sam Cedar to be a yeah. guest. That'd be our first big-time guest. But I was laughing because Sam, I don't think he'd mind if I said this. He said he was goofing on Charlie about 
about the um about it getting triggered. Now, by- um, Sam Cedar and Charlie Kirk were on a panel together, correct? I missed that one. Yeah, the the day before, if you were just- oh, was he hosting that one? Well, the day before, just for people who weren't uh, who didn't know, Charlie Kirk got triggered when Jenk Uger from the Young Turks asked him what his salary is. By the way, why that's a triggering thing, I don't know, but. Maybe that's like for Republicans, they get upset. Well, if you, if you can find this video. This is the video that's made it all over uh, news websites from coming out of Politicon. Yeah, uh, Charlie Kirk was asked about how he makes his money because Turning Point USA is a 501c3 tax exempt nonpartisan organization. But, uh, you know, they don't really have to report where their money comes from, and he doesn't want to tell you. So when uh, the Young Turks started asking him about his money, that, yeah, that triggered him because he's probably getting funding from sources that would make him look really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like foreign nations. Like Vlad somewhere in, <laughs> not to not to put too much of a bullet point on it, but yeah, somewhere. Yeah. These, uh, these tax-exempt organizations that push right-wing partisan politics when they say they're nonpartisan, there's so many of these organizations and they scare me and I don't like them. They so, get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the only, okay. I will say seeing one impression I came away from at this Politicon was like with anything, when, when you're one-on-one with people, you just act differently. You like we, that overuse word civility. So we were around people that like you may have even done battle with on the internet, but it's just like, like always is, is another human being. Well, yeah. Okay. That's exactly what happened to me here. Like, um, Cassie Dillon, the lone conservative, low, low conservative who I, you know, my, I'm low progressive on Twitter. Another person that no one knows who that is. I, come on. If you follow right wing nutjob politics, you know who uh, Cassie Dillon of the Real Daily Wire and lone conservative is. But whatever. So she's running around with a microphone and a camera crew. Um, and we had opportunities. I could have gone up and said, hey, I'm that dude on Twitter that's been busting your chops. And I didn't do it. That's because that's because you leave all the hard stuff to me. Oh, <laughs> wow. All right. They're. I'm the, I'm the, I am. Yeah, you had to carry them everything just the one time. I'm sure that was so hard. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the guy in front of the camera who has to do all that stuff. Uh-huh. That's, yeah. That's yeah, pretty tough. No, I never, I never said it wasn't. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, 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 there's things I can ask these right-wing nutjobs that I didn't do it because, yeah. Now, did you get the sense, too, that the left was totally outnumbered by the people in attendance? No, I didn't. I, I totally did. I felt like at most of the people attending that went are all Trump-supporting right-wingers. I, I'm going to say it was like 80-20%. And I'm not talking about the panelists. I'm not talking about the booth exhibitors. I'm talking about the people that actually just went. Yeah, well, I think they stand out more like with the hats, the red hats and all that stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. But Okay, there were no left-wing cosplayers. Remember, that group of people, the whatever, the Trump supporters, this is statistically is a... It's a, it's a small part of the society. It's 20 to 30% of people still mm-hmm. are his base, right? Yeah. So when they you know when they go to a thing like this, they're much more likely to wear crazy clothes mm-hmm. just to express themselves. So you, we may get a view that's not quite the way things actually are. Oh, I, I pointed out the one dude running around with a MAGA hat and a T-shirt that said Muhammad is gay. I mean, that guy is just asking for it. Wow. He was yeah. really wearing that? Yeah, I point. Oh, I, I maybe I didn't put that picture up yet, but I pointed him out to you. I think that's a guy I would have I would have actually enjoyed interviewing because I would have I would have destroyed him on camera, and I don't <laughs> usually do that. But I didn't I didn't see him. Yeah, just to wear some some garbage like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just 
That's just garbage. I wonder if he has the nerve to actually wear the Muhammad is gay t-shirt in public somewhere, not inside a safe convention. I, I know. Not poli- his safe, his yeah. Politicon safe space. That's a little, I got to say, it's, I understand Politicon is about the free speech, but mm. that's, that's basically hate speech. It's a little disappointing that I, if I was running the mm. show, I think I would maybe have some kind of policy about that. The Make America Grading. I mean, you can make an. You know you what? Can, though you say that, but that's what that guy wants. Yeah. He wants to be able to make a big deal out of this T-shirt, and if you were the one running Politicon and said you can't come into Politicon wearing that T-shirt that says Muhammad is gay, that's what he wants you to yeah. do. And then he would make a huge big stink, and then Ben Shapiro would be writing about you in the in the Real Daily Wire. Yeah, but it's those are like thirty second stories. They those stories, like I've said, these people are only important to like themselves, mm-hmm. like. Maybe your buddy Shapiro there. He's the only one who's gotten okay. to a no, bigger you level. No, you say that. You just wait till 2020 and 2024 and then say that to me again. That dude has the massive following and it's only growing. It's only getting bigger. So, yeah, you know, maybe the, the underlings of his that I like to pick on as well. Sure. Ben Shapiro is the real deal and he's frightening. Yeah, well, okay. It, it was funny watching all these people like hustling because that's what everyone does there. They're just like trying to sell something. Oh, yeah. And... Like these kooky board games that I can't imagine anyone is ever going to buy. Like, what was the Snowflake board game? Yeah, there were a lot. There was one. Then there was the Deplorables board game. I think we were talking about the the, the board games on last night's episode. So yeah, there was one uh, board game. Yeah, called like Victimology. Yeah, Victim. Yeah, I I I don't. I think all these booths and exhibits. I think a good number of them are I don't know fronts for some sort of right wing super packs. And then we uh, so we did an interview with this uh, big podcast called. The Oval, yeah, another podcast. The Oval Office Tapes mm-hmm. by R.J. Cutler and Blumhouse Productions. Yeah, that was that was a good one. That was fun. Um, we, we talked a little bit about that on yesterday's episode, but we, we went and talked to them today and saw some of their live panel. Yeah, that was an interview in like an actual, I guess you would call it, I think they call it like a junket where the guy is yeah. in one room, right? Yes. And so in my head, I'm always thinking, these people must be so bored. And remember I asked him that. I was like, so... How bored are you? And he's like, no, no, I enjoy this. Yeah. Which well, is, no, well, even if he's bored, he's not going to tell you he's bored because that's the dumb but, thing to tell a reporter. But see, but I'm not a reporter. That's what's so great. But he doesn't know that. You're coming in there with a camera and microphone to, to talk to him, ask him questions and put that up somewhere. Yes, you absolutely are a reporter when you went into, when we went in to talk to the Oval Office Tapes guy. So I ended up, I just kind of went with my gut and I ended up talking. We talked about all kinds of stuff, yeah. you know. You can only talk about someone's project for so long, mm-hmm. even though it is a really cool podcast. The premise, just so you guys know, is that the basically the White House is bugged, which is, by the way, we all know that's <laughs> yeah, true. Actually, is, but he's right? claiming that he has the tapes. Right. So he's, no, he's he sent the tapes every week. Right. <laughs> right. That he gets the tapes every week. It's got some really good actors. It's just it's kind of like if you like that old school, you know, the way radio was in the beginning. Well, yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. He's it's a radio play. What it's, he's doing. It's a radio play, and it's uh, satirical. Because podcasting killed radio, so now it's it's a podcasting play, not a is radio it, play. Is that true? The podcasting kill radio? I, it basically has. Oh, I, I say People I listen know. to podcasts now. They don't listen. When's the last time you listened to the radio? Well, I along before podcasts came along, I kind of had slowed my radio stuff. Well, um, podcasting killed it dead for good. I I don't actually personally believe in this killing thing. I think that things evolve. I think that it, I, when I was growing up listening to radio, a lot of it was. Like it sucked. Like I can see why oh, podcast radio. There was always plenty of sucky radio. Like, yes, but now there's like next to no radio at all. Like I mean, I, I'm I, exaggerating. Yes, but podcasting, it's you have so much more control. It's like you, you can listen to it whenever you want. It's it's cool. It's 
Um, one of the things I don't like about listening to podcasts is when, in terms of it being having killed radio, I like live radio. Mm-hmm. Podcasts aren't live, and we bring that up here every week. Like, oh, wait, if we tell the story tonight and it doesn't get uploaded for two or three days, is it going to be old news? Well, a lot of what you learn when you're podcasting is a, when you look at these analytics, a lot of people seem, even if it's a news thing like this, they don't really seem to mind. Yeah. You know, and, I, and then we. I know, look, I'm weird. I'm different. That's me. I, I couldn't listen to like the old stuff. I would, I would want to listen to the newest, freshest uh, episode. I mean, yeah, they don't go back like, they're not going to go back like six months usually. Um, well, no, we had that one comment from a, a listener that said, oh, I, I think it was around week 17. Oh, I went back and listened to all 17 episodes. I'm like, okay, you, thank you. That, that was, was awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. No, some people, yeah. look, it's like a TV show. You can marathon it. Some people. I, I, I have a hard time imagining anybody is sitting down binge listening to us. I, I listen to my voice. I would listen to my voice anytime. Okay. In fact, when I'm not taping this, that's basically what I do is play recordings of my own voice. Oh. <laughs> back and forth. Yeah. The Donald J. Trump of podcasting. Uh. You'll notice I'll never, I don't ever play news clips involving him on this show because we're not going to because we don't have to. Um, okay, so one thing that uh, topic that kept coming up uh, as we were uh, meeting people all weekend, lots of people want to know when is Mueller going to deliver. That yeah. came up a few times with several different people. That, and, yeah, you're right. And um, the, the consensus though seems some people seem to think it's the first Wednesday, November, the day after the election. Yeah, I asked uh, Richard Painter. I was like, "Come on, it's going to be November eighth, right? <laughs> like, or whatever, the day after the election." Yeah. And he was like, "Well, no, probably about a month." And mm-hmm. I was like, "Really? Okay." Yeah, well, I, I'll take that. If, that's, if he's right, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, we went to this great panel called Trump on Trial, which uh, that was, except, you know, that honestly might have been my favorite one. As that much was as a good I, one, yeah. That was yeah. with Richard Painter and Jonathan K. Power. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, Jill Weinbanks. Jill Weinbanks was up there. And, oh, uh, what's the woman? Zerlina Maxwell. Yes. I can never remember her name. And they were just talking about, uh, yeah, she's good. She's the head at Sirius XM Progressive mm-hmm. Programming. Mm-hmm. I, I, I sent her a message about this show. I haven't heard back yet, oh, but I'm, I'm going to keep trying. No, that was a great panel because yeah. that was about what's really what's going to happen. Yeah. The, the right-wing nutjobs think it's even if Mueller's report comes in, it's going to be damning, but it's not going to matter. That's I heard that from some people this weekend. They've made a fatal error because as, as Jill Weinbanks pointed out on the Paul Manafort trial, that Trump juror voted to convict Paul Manafort yeah. on all 17 counts. Yeah. A diehard Trump supporter. Yeah, that's uh, Jill, that was Jill Weinbanks and right. uh, yeah, Trump on trial thing. And then yeah. I believe Zelina Maxwell followed up with the point that I made, which was that Trump, because of the power of the presidency, might skate in term, not getting what he deserves, mm. but the people below him will suffer the same fate as, that, as Manafort. Mm-hmm. And, you know, take that... If you need a pick me up, think about that. Yeah, the the MAGA people don't really care about his, maybe a little about Ivanka, but they don't really care about those other people. Well, let's see what happens when they all start getting indicted. I mean, um, the way that Avenatti was going after Donnie Jr. saying that you're going to be indicted before your birthday, December thirty first. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think some of the the, the MAGA hat, red tie wearing yeah. losers we saw this weekend might actually care about Donnie Jr. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah, yeah it's. You know, and now, who at the Trump on trial um, panel made the comment about how uh, Paul Manafort is now having failing health, <laughs> and that's—I mean—that's that's a result of him being treated like any other criminal now, and he gets to—he gets to complain about it though publicly, where other prisoners don't get to complain about that publicly. Yeah, well, that was just that wheelchair. Paul Manafort in a wheelchair is just a lawyer's trick. I mean, 
I hope so. Yeah. I hope it. Well, you know, I don't. I hope it. I hope it's not. I hope he's really health just took a really horrible turn for the worst. Well, look. I mean, I don't. I don't like. I don't wish like I'm, bad I'm health. I'm wishing ill will on oh. Paul Manafort. Yes. Oh, okay. No. I mean, I. I'm not. I'm not going to tell you not to do that. You're, it's free speech here. Well, it sure sounds like you're telling me not to. No. I mean, look, I don't. I don't harbor the same as much as I don't like Manafort because he was part of this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. In in some ways, I don't harbor the same um, like feelings towards some of the other people because Paul Manafort is just a straight hustler. That's what he was doing. Like, I don't, I don't know what he believes uh, personally, but I don't think he's like cares about a fucking wall going up. He was just, he was just hustling. Um, he obviously doesn't care about it not going up though. No, he doesn't care at all. I mean, so look, he's, he's 100% complicit. I, 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 he is, he's just as, well, don't get me wrong. I don't care what happens to the guy. I'm just saying like, I don't wish some kind of like horrible death on him. I just hope he goes to jail. Um, well, he's there now. Yeah, he is. You're right. <laughs> he's going to stay there. He's going to stay there for a while. He, he's a very smart guy. He knew. He knows how. He knew how bad this was before. I think a lot of people. I mean, he's a lawyer, and and it did not stop him from making it happen. Well, he needed money. Yeah, that's that's what that was his fatal mistake. Mm-hmm. But that's true of a lot of people. Yeah. So yeah, Politicom was uh was pretty great. Uh, the, and now Politicon's going on the road, right? They're doing Dallas and they are doing, is it Phoenix? I believe so. It's somewhere yeah. in Arizona. Politicon.com. It'll tell you where to find it. Yeah. We uh, we caught up again with our friends at um, Muller She Wrote, or as I now call it, Ghoster She Wrote. Oh, come on. Don't, that's mean. Don't say that. Jordan was laughing. No. It's hilarious. Like Jalisa wasn't at the booth? She was laughing. No, I said because they ghosted us when we were, we were oh, going to hang oh, out. Then, oh, no, yeah, that's right. They ghosted us, didn't they? How, that was that was hilarious. <laughs> no, we just I just passed out, I think. But I was like, hey, you guys are called Ghoster Shiro now. That, I hit that punchline right on the thing. It was it was funny. Yeah, they were great. They were doing a lot of podcasting there, and yeah, you know they they were having uh, live podcasts in their booth, and they were getting um, some interesting people showing up, like people from PragerU and. The weird stoner dudes from uh, Waters World. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, on Fox News. Yeah, Politicon is just all these like odd characters hustling their yeah, you know their wares. You know, I gotta say, it really wasn't much different than last year in Pasadena. Uh, it really felt like a rerun instead of uh, another year of the same of mm-hmm. another year, but you know, new stuff. It really felt. I mean, like the booths were exactly the same. Yeah, they were they were very similar. Mm. I, I hope I hope they did well. I really because I wanted to continue. So I just hope I, I don't know much about the business end of that, how much profit you need, but I it was a much bigger venue and I I, I know that not everything was sold out. So anyway, I just really hope that it went okay for the political. Yeah, people. like all the big all the big panels had speed pass lines, one hundred percent unnecessary. Yeah, and that in that situation, whereas like last year, if you didn't buy the speed pass, you, you could get so locked out of other yeah. events. But I really hope they do well. I, th- I think it's a... Well, look, that's going to be... A, uh, the rooms that they have for these events at the L- uh, Los Angeles Convention Center are massive. So, they, you know, that's, they're not, you're not going to really miss out. I don't think... N- nothing was at capacity. Yeah. yeah. Ben and Shapiro's I, crowd, yeah, I got to say, he, he did a pretty good job filling that room. I was hoping that the uh, MSNBC people would have stuck around, but because we had talked to whoever, the yeah, Jacob you know, Sobroff. the publicity person, and we didn't even see her there today. Well, they, did, they didn't come back. They, Jacob Sobroff wasn't there today. No, but I saw Casey Hunt today. Uh, yeah. Who else did we see? I saw, um, 
Oh, Kurt Bardella. He's not. He's not a full-on anchor. He's just one of the, the analyst talking heads they have on all the time. Uh, Kurt, Kurt Bardella was on a panel, but I think you're thinking of um, no, somebody else. No, that's who I'm thinking of. He's all. He's on MSNBC all the time. Um, he's yes. always on AMJoy, and Chris Hayes has yeah. one. Yeah. The guy who used to work for Breitbart and then mm-hmm. became basically he's like a Democrat or liberal now. Yeah. Yeah, he's very good. Um, I didn't realize he was on MSNBC that often. Yeah, I know. Chris Hayes and, um, and Joy Reid have him as an analyst um, all the time. Oh, that's great. That's how I know who he is because I didn't read Breitbart. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm lying. I have read plenty of Breitbart, but I don't remember their names like I remember the names of Ben Shapiro's website writers. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird with these characters walking around. And like I said, when they're right in front of you, everybody's like much more human to each other. But yeah. make make no mistake about it. These are these, these radical right wing people are dangerous. They're very dangerous. And some of them don't even like the people we saw, like I whatever. The, well, OK, you're right. And, and dangerous. But let me this just, is let what me, we, oh, I'm sorry. I'm no, I was just I was just going to say that they see now I forgot it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, our friends from Mueller, she wrote, yeah. they had Will Witt from PragerU as one of the guests. And they were telling us about now. It hasn't even aired yet. So maybe I'm spoiling their thing. But they were they were telling us how Will Witt believes that not everyone should have the right to vote. And there should be some sort of education test. Right. So that's we've this country's been through that before. That's mm-hmm. called racism. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And here is PragerU. And here's their spokesman. Uh, PragerU is another one of these 501c3 tax exempt organizations that are supposed to be nonpartisan. And here, that's that's why wow, he, he gets away with expressing that view. Oh, what I was going to say was some of these people are, don't realize how dangerous they are, mm-hmm. which makes them even more dangerous. They, as some of them gain a following, they don't, they're not all pure motives. Some of them are just want to be on TV. They want to be famous and they've latched on to an ideology and people don't understand the power of, of media. I mean, there was, I don't know if you remember this. There was this guy, I don't remember his name. He was some pastor in Florida. He had like three people in his church. It was like, he wasn't anybody, but for some reason he decided he was going to burn a Quran. And somehow this thing started exploding to where this is true. Obama's, the White House called him so and was like, you can't it. do this. Wow. Because abroad, they don't know that you're nobody. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. And that's 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 the age we live in. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, the positive side is that like great show, like what we do here, if I can be so presumptuous, mm-hmm. could can have a positive impact. Yeah. Or whatever. Muller she wrote or whoever's doing great podcasting mm-hmm. out there. Or ghost or she wrote. As oh come on! They're, those girls were great. You can't, don't don't say that. Don't, the don't, don't call ever. them that. They had, it's funny. Okay, fine. You gotta. We gotta. You can call them that. We, I'm not we, gonna call their show that. We gotta take you to a comedy club sometime, man. We, hey, I, I did plenty of time in comedy. You, I wasn't the comic. I was the guy running the lights and the sound and giving guys like you the the flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> it's only it's only when you like people that you can joke about them, or at least I do. When I don't like you, I don't like I won't make a joke about that. Mm-hmm. I just I just don't talk to you. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it was. I think overall it was a great day. I kind of wish Politicon was three days. Oh, I couldn't handle third day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I I'm tired. I'm beat after the two days in a row of this. I could I could do three. I could actually I could do a week. A week would be like perfect. Okay, if there was a third day, uh, a third day of Politicon, I think one of the days we would have to drink all day at Politicon and just do one of the days drunk. Yeah, you. <laughs> no, you, you too. Not no, just me. I'm, I'm cool on that. I'm, just say I'm, yes for the hell of it because it's only two days. No, nah, you saw me. I have like one drink. I'm cool. I don't, especially when I'm working because 
Okay, you, you really, if you had me drunk at Politicon, I actually would go up all, to all the Ben Shapiro underlings and, and troll them in real life if I was yeah. drunk. So maybe it would be a bad idea for me to do that. Yeah, because yeah. when, you, when you watch the footage the next day as you in your holding cell, you know, although you would be probably featured on a lot of those websites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, bad idea. You're right. So, yeah, Politicon 2018, uh, overall, it was a great experience. Uh, if you guys... Uh, enjoyed what we did or what we're doing here you can follow us at the muller time pod muller time podcast at gmail.com is the our email uh the muller time facebook page mm-hmm. if you could leave us a review that would be cool because more people will see what we do yeah. um, retweet or share some of our videos and, and posts yeah as they say on uh the internet share if you agree <laughs> <That's> a- <laughs> oh share if you disagree with us comment if you disagree okay oh you don't want the bad comments right now that's right no, I have, I have. Oh, I did say that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, a friend of mine who's a lot more famous. One time, we we were working on, we made a video, and it was on the front page of Funny or Die. And I was reading the comments, mm. and the comments were there was a bunch of, I mean, some of them were hilarious, but they were a little mean. Mm. And I was laughing because I usually, like, I don't really care about this stuff. But he, he's been kind of in, in the public eye for so long that he, mm-hmm. he was like, dude, I can't even read that stuff anymore. <laughs> and I kind of see a little bit now, a little more what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. I think it had just built up to a thing. Yeah. So anyway, uh, anything you want to add? No, nah, just find me on Twitter at low progressive, low progressive where he, uh, he fights the good fight against these right wing, uh, these right wing nut jobs. And I was too scared to do it in real life. Well, it's like I said, it's different when you're in front of someone, but uh, so we're going to, this, we're going to take, I think a week off cause we had a busy week. So we'll catch you guys, uh, next week. Mm-hmm.